I'm Caitlin. I'm Sarah. We're just women having candid conversations about all things life. Welcome to Coffee Coffee and Mimosas. Cheers. Okay. (laughs) Coffee and Mimosas. Yeah. Round four. Round four. Episode four. Yeah. Yeah. Exciting. We'll see if Sarah's question gets picked again. (sighs) So yours is always the one that gets picked. It's always Well, so far, three for three. Yeah. 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 I said last time I shouldn't even put one in. It must be a question that really needs to be asked. Maybe. It was nice meeting you. Thank you. You Thank you for the hospitality. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. We need to start filming him leaving like that. The the behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Behind the scenes. (laughs) Our Instagram husband. Mm Mm-hmm. Our mine. <laughs> That's yep. weird. That's okay. Whatever. <laughs> We're not Mormon. No. <laughs> nope. Oh. Okay. So we have Megan and Melissa here today. So we'll start with. Should have had M Ms. Oh, my twin sister's name is Melissa. We were the M Ms sisters. Wow. That's why you're so into my vibe. I think. It's not just the fact that I'm a bona fide hot mess. It's just that, yeah, we're attached in some way already. I like it. (laughs) Are you only basing your hot messness on? No. I mean, I just operate like this all the time. No. Okay. This morning is not off brand for how I operate on a daily basis. Yeah. Got it. So no, having the wrong date, almost being late. Mm-hmm. On the way here, but you stopped weren't to late. Get gas. You were two minutes oh, stopped to get gas on, on the way night. here because you were going to get it in the morning. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to get it in the morning because I wasn't doing a podcast today. I yeah. was doing it tomorrow. What were you supposed to be doing? And this then morning? when I got out of the car, I didn't even have my purse. So oh, yeah. so did yeah. you have to go home? No, I luckily convinced them to let me use Apple Pay to like do it the old school way, like give me fifty dollars on pump two. Uh huh. Yeah. Thank God for that. <laughs> well, at least you weren't like or I would have been somebody or being like, <laughs> or yeah, hey, I know. I've done that before too. But yes, can I borrow five bucks for a gallon? Yes, <laughs> I know. Did you? Were you so, supposed yeah. to be at work this morning? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's good. It's good though. But shockingly enough, it was on my Outlook calendar, so everyone else I mean, knows what I'm doing, but me. Oh, okay. That's the problem. I just haven't fully adapted the Outlook calendar to my lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Like you checking it. Yes. Oh. Yeah. 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 I got the notification three times on the way here, (laughs) but it was like, I needed this. I need to set it up so that it sets me like an hour, the day day before, before. two hours before, one hour before, 30 minutes before. Not 10. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Because Calendly sends reminders. Yes. Again, it's me. (laughs) It's not. It's nothing else. It's just me. That's fine. It all worked out. And like I said, you were two minutes early. In fact, I know, and that also never happens. So. Okay, well, yeah, yeah. we feel You're special winning today. Then. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's exciting. So I was motivated by you, Megan, because you were like, LOL. "I'm going to get there early," and I'm like, oh, "I'm like, she's laughing at me for now." But if well, I'm I late like, and I'm I missed driving up the date, an hour and ten minutes, and I'm oh, on the wrong day. Where did you I come from? I was Fayetteville. So oh, I yeah. thought what? I was on the wrong day when yeah. you said that. Oh shit! Sorry. And you were like. I hope I didn't screw that up. An hour and 10 minutes to be here. I think That's you're impressive. the furthest yes. traveler to come to us. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So Sarah asked, so I came. Oh, that's nice. Oh, I love that. <laughs> well, like talk about yourself. Tell who you are okay. and you can <clears throat> um, tell us your whole life. I'll tell you my whole life in three minutes. Yeah. Um, no, we've got all day. I, uh, I guess I am from Indiana originally. And um, lived there most of my life. Went to college on a basketball scholarship. Dropped out my junior year and went to work instead. I did not like school. And reconnected with my high school sweetheart. Got married. 
moved to North Carolina because he joined the army. Mm. We had uh, one daughter. We have one daughter who's 19, which is crazy because sending your child to college (laughs) is just a whole other realm. But um, she's our only child. We um, were married about 12 years. Uh, We are divorced now, but we co-parent. We're best of friends. And Madison's always been the priority. I am in a new relationship now for about six years. It is a blended family, which is its own shit show. So that's a whole other <laughs> subject. Um, I have already a bajillion questions. Yeah. <laughs> who needs um, the bowl? Yeah. Who needs the uh, bowl today? Yeah. Right. Um, I've been in real estate 18 years this year. Mm-hmm. I have owned my own real estate company. I now work for a company as their full-time trainer and mentor. I do sales and listings and everything still. I do, um, uh, have a podcast with my best friend and we, um, trying to think what else I do. I, I'm the president elect for the Longleaf Pines Association. So that takes up a lot of time. Um, I work a lot with Toys for Tots and my daughter has a nonprofit that we work with as well, um, to help people who suffer from cancer expenses. Uh, our family likes to do outdoor stuff. I work too much. I don't have a work-life balance. And <laughs> who's your um, number one customer? <laughs> Sarah, actually. Oh, oh wait. I will oh, be murdered. Be Hold on. If my Madison said, I have to tell you hello. She has literally texted me and Snapchatted oh. me four times. Madison, my daughter, was uh, Sarah was her kindergarten teacher, oh. and then she oh, helped me wow. babysit Madison throughout the years. And <laughs> Madison loves Sarah. And Sarah had a huge impact on Madison. Oh. And Sarah's also my number one real estate client because she has bought and sold more houses, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, than anybody. But we always say, because we never PCS, well, we were in Colorado for three years and then we came here and we never moved. So the army. Oh, they've moved. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we're, to create we've moved PCS. ourselves. Yeah. yeah. So we're yeah. like, we just PCS ourselves around Fayetteville until we're like, oh, I'm kind of bored with this place or I don't like it. And there was one. And I was like, I you guys don't. lived in Fayetteville first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've lived everywhere yeah. around here. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. And I, the one thing about Sarah is it's always <clears throat> surprised me is like whatever they if you like the word favored, I guess, like whatever they put their minds to like happens. And it's been so cool to watch that because I've known her mass since 19. She's been going to that school since she was four. four. So I've known you 15 years and seeing them like it's kind of a motivation, inspiration. You see people do what they practice i guess and then they make things happen i tell her anything you put your mind to is gonna freaking happen so i don't know why like so it's it's kind of cool to know her this long and madison loves her and you know but that's pretty much me in a nutshell well hi madison (laughs) (laughs) where does she go to college she goes now to lee's mccray in banner elk so she was at western last year and transferred this year and that was like my soul leaving is so hard, but, yeah. um, we just spent the weekend with her cause she had to work up there. She works, um, in animal rehabilitation. Oh, cool. So she's going to be broke for the rest of her life, but <laughs> she, hopefully she'll be happy. Well, yeah. Yeah. hopefully there's some happiness in there hopefully while she's paying off all that debt. We joke like Nick will find jobs for her online and it's like, I, I won't say the pay. I don't want to offend anybody, but it's very low. And I'm like, Madison, you're going to have to have a side hustle. And, and what, like, what does she actually want to be? You need to meet her and ask her because she doesn't know. Okay, but something <laughs> she just with wants animals. to work with animals. Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, well, great. she can be poor with my daughter, who's going in the ministry. There's no money in that either. <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. They might need a roommate so yeah. they can afford to live. Yeah, yeah. side hustles. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Husbands. what I said. Side hustle. I said go walk dogs. People make a fortune like house sitting yep. and dog sitting and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah, that's me. 
That's um, really hard to follow. <laughs> Whatever. I think I'm just going to be a guest. Whatever. <laughs> like, You're nuts. You probably have like all this stuff I to mean, say. you got a nonprofit. I mean, you got a lot going on there. A lot yeah, there is a lot going on and there. And the way you also told it was great. Oh, thanks. I'm really impressive. She has a podcast. You you wrote the script for me. She done this. <laughs> um, okay. Let's well, hear about you, Melissa. Um, I'm from New Jersey, which most people usually can figure out quickly because mm. I'm very loud. And I also curse like a trucker. Um, yes. <laughs> from, originally yes. from New Jersey, um, was a went to college to be an elementary school teacher taught in Washington, D.C. for a few years and met my husband. He decided that he was going to go into the Army. Had never heard him talk about that or anyone else. Um, And he decided he was going to go to the point where he just had already met with the recruiter. And I was, you know, a girlfriend at the time and was like, nope, no thank you. And then 13 years later, here I am. Um, We've been in North Carolina for... 13 years, except for two years that we did last year in Paris, which was special. Terrible. It was awful. Um, (laughs) I do remind people when they immediately judge me when I said we were in Paris that it was Paris during COVID. So Uh, there is that small nugget of normalcy. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. And I've, I've worked in a variety of jobs in the town and community. I have realized in my life, I think that I struggled career-wise with not teaching. I Mm. didn't go back to teaching after I had my my first son. And I always struggled with that. And I think I've realized in my different roles I've played in the community since then that I was more of a marketer of education. And I think I've always just been a marketer my whole life. So um, I've done a lot of marketing locally. And then I also worked for The Sway, which um, is a super popular newsletter here. Um, So yeah, I've had a lot of fun experiences. And my new job, ironically, is um, I'm a brand ambassador of The Quiet Workplace. I tell everyone that I'm the loudest person in The Quiet Workplace. Um, (laughs) I know when when Brandon told me it was you coming and I was like, isn't that the one that also worked for <laughs> Bethany's real estate? And I was like, she's not very quiet. Yeah. No, <laughs> definitely not. No. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been a fun adventure learning about work-life balance and time management. And I'm sure I can definitely uh, relate to, I can only imagine with your long career in real estate, what that's like, because um, I realized I was working like three 24 seven jobs and I had to cut some out. So just started a new job and I'm feeling all the new feels of being a deployed military family with a full-time job. You know, it's funny when you said that my, when I was, when I reconnected with my ex-husband, right. I told him that like, you need to have a job and I'm not like, we're not gonna get married if you don't have a job. He joined the military and like, mm. we don't hear about that in Indiana. Cause like there's no military. Same. And he was like, yeah, okay. I joined the military. I'm like, you did what? What the hell? What? <laughs> and then we moved here. So it was kind of funny you said that. Cause we had that in common because I was like that's good to hear because yeah. I've always felt like I'm the lone ranger in that regard I was like so what does that mean do we have to move like what is that I like no idea yeah I bought like a go army shirt and was like <laughs> oh yeah here we go I was wearing like the army PT like, shirt to bed and to I was move? like I can do this yeah oh, no that's yeah. hilarious no, yeah. yeah nine deployments later and a move and I was just like okay I what know did what I sign up meant. for yeah. yeah oh boy that's so, yeah. a lot that ex-husband okay yes. So she was so eloquent about it. You almost don't want to call him an ex-husband. 
I know. I, that's why I think you're hesitating with the ex. Yeah. 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 I'm feeling like the, you guys are like good, obviously. Yeah. We, we, I mean, we went to school together, like middle school, high school. We parted for a few years and got married. We were best of friends. We went through my father dying, his mother dying. So we, we had a connection. Like you, you just, it's just a deep connection. Mm-hmm. We grew up together, but I think, you know, we were married 12 years. We had nine deployments in those 12 years. We had a lack of, um, I think, education, support in in a young marriage. We got married when we were 22, and I think it just led. Eventually, we, we during deployments, if you don't work really hard to stay connected, mm-hmm. when you come home, it's like, I have my world, you have your mm-hmm. world. And, like, yeah. it's very hard to kind of, like, you know, I'm doing my thing, you're doing your thing, and he suffered PTSD. And at the time it isn't as talked about as it is now. So like, I didn't know what was going on. Like you're sleeping all the time. You're not participating in our household. You forgot our kid at gymnastics. Like, like, you know, it just, and we ultimately end up getting divorced, but we are, we're still to this day, very good friends. We co-parent. I think looking back, it's something that I wish somebody would have counseled us more mm-hmm. because, you know, mm. we probably could have got through some of that because not every marriage has all ups like the whole time. But, but yes, <laughs> Does we any still marriage yeah. have yeah, all, exactly, ups all the time. Exactly. It's a whole other show. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> yeah. But. Yeah. yeah, but to come out of that and not be bitter or... I, mm. I hate to say this. The thing that I feel like doesn't make us bitter is that there's no money involved. Mm. <laughs> and I hate to say that. But we both financially... We're both financially secure. It was never about money. It was about, you know, we both want Madison exactly the same. We both want to co-parent in our choices for her. And, like, it never came down to money. Like, there's no money agreement right. between us at all. And I honestly think that made the difference because I think a lot of people who get divorced they use children and money and pawns and like we didn't have that so yeah it gets really muddy yeah and there's a lot of feeling and emotion involved in all of those things yeah because for a lot of typically women they need that financial support to be able to live separately right and that becomes like a fight or flight survival type of thing right if you don't have that yeah yeah it does take a lot of the stress out of it. that's why i think i've always just worked so hard to make sure that i was always like independent i guess so when you're kind of forced into that with deployments. Yes. And when he was deploying, when you guys were first married, we didn't have FaceTime no. and Skype. Like no. it was a satellite phone. Different. Sometimes, yeah. yes. Sometimes <laughs> a satellite phone where you get a phone call or like 20 of them are sharing it. So you get a phone call like once every three weeks. Right. You know? Yeah. It, it's not yeah. like now where they can just. Nonstop. Yeah. Nonstop. Yeah. Nonstop. Which our later deployments got to that to where he could call a lot more frequently and I was like listen you're calling a little too much <laughs> yes. yeah because it used to be you carried your phone everywhere because they might mm-hmm. call and you'd be in the bathroom right and now right then you know now they could call all the time and you're like okay I don't really miss you because and you're like I can't stop life all the time yeah. to do <laughs> to yeah. have a phone conversation yeah. yeah so it would always be at the worst time too and it's not like you can pick but yeah it's that balance has its pros and cons yeah the communication yeah. aspect i think it's good for the kids that they can not i think and I, I mean i know it's good for the kids that they can talk to their yeah you know definitely. deployed parent more frequently uh but for me it was harder when it became more frequent phone calls because i was like i can't just drop everything every single day for an hour right <laughs> right yeah just to chit chat yeah. this is a conversation i have often with spouses whose husbands are deployed Mm -hmm. and like how do you stay connected and especially if you have a nine to five where you legitimately can't answer your phone during work or 
you can, but it's like, hey, uh, you know, you're freaking out because your boss might see you on the phone or something right. like that versus owning your own business and being able to have the leeway of stepping out of your office or closing your door or not being at work. You know, right. that was really big for us was that I, I didn't have a normal job. So I could kind of stop a lot of the things, especially if the kids were at school and be like, Oh yeah, I can spend an hour and talk to you. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? As much time as you want. Yeah. But yes, it definitely, it's the hardest thing I've yeah. ever had to do in my whole life. Yeah, it is. It's very challenging. Did you say your husband's deployed? Mm -hmm. Right now. Yeah. So it's your first deployment? "Mm, Yeah. Tell me more about this. Yeah. (laughs) I see you over there. It's hard. Yeah. It's just hard. Yeah. And time changes and everything. It's just, it's all How many kids do you guys have? Two. Two. Two boys. Two boys. Wild. Oh, boys are so wild. wild. Very wild. How old are they? Seven and nine. Seven and nine. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's a fun age. I think every age is a fun age. Um, But yes, they're like... Yeah. I'm sure the nine-year-old is getting into his social circle maybe yeah, a little we're bit. We're, 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 we're in it. We're in it. We're in it. So, But boys are so sweet. Third and fourth grade or? Um, first and third. First and third. Yes. First and third. way off. No, you're not. You're not that off. Summer birthdays. So I intentionally. Good for you. Had them wait. Thank you. Good job. Yeah. yeah. That's good. That's especially smart. Especially boys. boys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Always with the boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how far are you into deployment? About half. He left in May, and he's supposed to be back before Christmas, so Ugh. we're just about half. I mean, a little over half, hopefully. I don't know. Good. Yeah. Chugging right along. Chugging right along. It's like literally. literally with your mimosa. We might Empty need glass. a refill. I no, no. I think I'm good. <laughs> okay, okay. That was She's, just my jump start. You have coffee and water. We have <laughs> yeah. lots of drinks today. We do. You had to There's, order more coasters because the amount of drinks I we have. Literally, <laughs> literally There's ordered mo- more coasters. I'm oh glad because they're really cute. Moa Costas. <laughs> I can talk. Right before we came up here, because now we're using post-it notes because Sarah has four beverages. I do. I might have to use the bathroom during this, which okay. if you need to, you can. We do it all the time. Right out to the left. It's fine. Everything's fine. What questions did you have before we draw our question of the day? You said you have questions for Oh, I Megan. just, yeah. Podcast. I want to hear about that. Um, What's my best friend and I, it's called pardon our honesty. And it's just, we go on and talk about things that people do not candidly talk about. Like <sighs> when people love like menopause that. or friendships or, uh, cheating or blended families or whatever, we just mm. go on and talk about it openly. So like, it's the stuff that people, cause we learn over time. Like if I go to you and say, Oh, whatever, I'm struggling with this. You're like, Oh my gosh, me too. And my right? friend did this and my friend yeah. did that. And, mm-hmm. and then you're like, Oh, that's so great. Why don't people talk about it? So now, you know, we just kind of did it so we could talk about all that stuff that people don't talk about openly. So speaking of menopause, I have my seeds and my <laughs> drink. Oh, I'm not going cycling? through menopause, <laughs> but we had this yet. lady on yet. I hope I don't do it one early. Uh, there are pros to going through menopause early, though. Um but we had this lady on. Her name is Jenny. This lady. This lady. Jenny Sills. that part out. Jenny Sills. I've not had much coffee yet. I don't like it because I switched to that new mushroom coffee too. I'm trying to improve my life. <sighs> Stressful. <laughs> She's That's like, a I've lot. got my I seeds. I have my I like the balance coffee. though. Mimosa, seeds, and mushroom coffee. You yeah. don't have to come out of the gate swinging. Yeah, I, yeah. That's how I do it. <laughs> Yeah, it's all I go, or nothing. All or nothing. Yeah. So. But we talked about that with Kelsey. Yeah. Which hasn't aired yet, but right. it, you can't do the all or nothing thing. <sighs> Baby steps. 
I have to commit. I'm that way too. It's hard. Yeah. And then you don't even know what's actually working. Right. Yes, I'm. I can be like that too. Right. And I'm like, oh, I feel better. What is it? Could it be the different workout? Could it be the taking protein early in the morning? Could it be this? Could it be that? The seeds or <laughs> mushroom coffee or yeah, who knows? the mimosa. Probably the mimosa. Yeah, yeah. I'd make those better. Yeah. Um. So okay, podcast. Um. Your trainer for a company. Yes. What, do you, what does that look like? So I am a full time mentor for new agents. So um, any new agent that comes into the company, um, their first three contracts, uh, buyers and sellers go through me. So I walk them through the okay. process, review it. I what do classes twice setup. a week. Mm-hmm. I do classes twice Essential a week. For and new people. It started mostly. Uh, they hired me eight years ago for that position. But it came really in handy during COVID because everything mm. was online. And it was funny because I had no idea how to use Skype or any of that stuff. and mm-hmm. uh, Or not Skype, Zoom. And so I used to put my computer up and then face the computer towards the board. I didn't know you could share a screen. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> so you're I so like, go back through those old videos. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you can tell I'm so <laughs> old that I don't know how to do that. But um, it was it, it's it's a great job. It's like nonstop, though. Like, you know, I have agents all the time calling, texting, like random questions. Mm-hmm. So it's like never stopping. And I have to work really hard when we're doing certain things just to silence it for an hour or so. That's one thing. One tip that I've helped me is just silencing my phone. So every time it doesn't beep, I don't have that. Like, yeah urge you know urge to Mm -hmm. look yeah so is that a you thing or is that a just part of the job type of thing like is that a you that you haven't set boundaries of like hey i'm not gonna respond after sex it's totally me okay it's totally me um the job i feel like it's hard for me because like okay like sarah for instance as a client if she calls at nine o'clock and has a question that is important to her, uh-huh. I might know it's not important. Like this can wait, but she could be freaking out. Like I just sure. got this home, you know? And so it's very mm-hmm. hard for me to be like, yeah, I'll talk to you tomorrow. Right. Right. So I am like one of those instant. And when I have agents, I know they're stressed cause they've never had a transaction. So like they ask me a question, I answer right away. It's more that, and everybody tells me I need to put boundaries in place and it's, you know, slowly baby steps. Mm-hmm. I have like, we don't have phones at the table when we eat dinner, when we do family stuff, we have one hour, no phones and, you know, so slowly implementing some things, but it's mostly me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I mean, it's so easy for everyone to, I, me included, yeah. be like implement some boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> you should do that. <laughs> it will change your life. Yeah. Yeah. I think the only thing that's really helped is when I silence it. Cause if I hear it, it's like an immediate, like yes. Pablo's response. Like I got to look. So. Yeah. I took all notifications off my watch. I need oh, to do good. that. Cause I have 13 texts that it's have happened. So distracting. It is so distracting. And I look down, but some of it's important. Like somebody just texts me, like somebody just dropped a kid off at the studio. And there's but also no what class. are you going to do about that? Right, right. This second. I know now like, it's just stressing you out sitting right. here versus you not even knowing about it until it was right. over. Right. And the funny thing is, is when I had a smartwatch, I, I remember this vividly. I was visiting my parents and um, they both said, do you have somewhere to go? Mm. I was like, what do you mean? Uh, like, You keep looking at your watch. And I was like, oh, gosh. Oh. I was like, no, it's text messages. They're like, that is so rude. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got rid of it after that. Yeah. You were like, wake up call. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want people <laughs> to think like I'm not enjoying my time with yes. you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's looking. your, yeah, it's looking down I was doing it. that same thing during meetings at work. And I would get so annoyed when other people would do it in the meetings. And you then can do I was it, like, but no one else can. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, no, I don't want to be doing this either. And that's when I took them off. I was like, this just can't yeah. happen. Yeah. It's just Just non-stop. turn it off. I just need to take it off. Take it off right now. Throw it. Don't make fun of my tan line. <laughs> oh. Because oh. your heart rate's probably like, I need to respond. I need to respond. Yes, I do. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's this kid there. But there's 
a, a grown up there that can take care of the kid. There's a grown up there. <laughs> <laughs> what about the grown up that dropped off the kid with no one else? So yes, yeah. Apparently, this is a frequent thing. Uh, so yeah, we become child care. So we're going to take have to go over the the rules, rules. <laughs> right? Those boundaries. Yeah, two hours early. No. Uh-oh. Mm. Yeah. Maybe a... It's an approach. Is it Maybe a Tuesday snafu, though. Care. Maybe a Labor Day weekend. We don't know. We give the benefit of the doubt, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See. <laughs> okay. Um, I want to hear about Quiet Works. Ah, fun. Um, well, interestingly enough, with like everything on, on par for everything that we've been saying, um, Quiet Works is really just this movement idea that we don't have quiet in our life. Mm-hmm. And if you think about, if especially in a normal work setting, um, I think that it's even harder. But as military wives, as wives of the home that are doing all the things, if you think about like when you have quiet, like actually have to take time for quiet, like, I mean, do you feel like you ever have time for quiet? I do now in my life. Good. That's- because I, and partially because... You've talked about it, Sarah, mm-hmm. um, because Brandon yeah. works there. Um, but I've had to like be so intentional with it. It you doesn't have happen. To. You have to make the appointment for it, mm-hmm. which I think is an interesting way to say it. Um, and the other thing that was hard for me was I was like, I don't have my notifications on ever. My phone's always on silent. Oh, that's impressive. But it's like I'm constantly picking it up and looking at it. So it's like, it's not about, quiet doesn't mean turning off the notifications. Quiet means like literally being intentional with your time and giving yourself that time to reset, to slow down, to breathe, to focus, to do whatever the task at hand is. And I just don't think in this day and age where we are so distracted by so many things, social media in particular, um, how much time we're wasting because we're constantly being pulled off task yeah. and our brains are constantly thinking of the uh, the next thing. You know, even like you were just saying, like right now you're like literally delivering a podcast, but also thinking about a child that's at your center that mm-hmm. showed up late, like things like that. Just And it takes an average of 22 minutes for you to get back on task yeah. of what you were trying to do. Um, so Somebody's referred to that as context shifting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where well, you have to like boop, different... Right. And to get refocused. Right. You're saying takes 22 minutes. 22 minutes. So what is it that you, what is it? So it's called the quiet workplace. It's literally in its launch phase. And um, what it is, it's a dedicated space where you can go for quiet. There is six pods that you can go to and they have a desk chair. They have a comfortable chair. There's whiteboard, um, lighting. Everything is intentional. And you essentially check in just like you would for a gym. And you make an appointment for quiet and then you go there and you complete focused work. Um, So it's essentially supposed to be a space for the workplace. If you are working from home, if you're working in a communal office, um, you know, now offices these days are so, you know, big tables, everyone meeting, cubicles, no pods. There's really not a space for you to stop and think. So this space is particularly designed for you to have intentional quiet for you to come do focused work. That's cool. Um, It's super cool. And it's also unique in that you can make an appointment for 30 minutes to two hours, but you can't like book your whole day there because that wouldn't be part, like that wouldn't make sense. Right. Right. That's not the point. Right. The point is that you schedule an appointment to do focused 
Thank you. I mean, can you go there and just do like meditation and stuff too? You can. And that's, we're finding that like interesting because some people are asking about that. You totally can. The space was designed for people to come do work, essentially productive work. Um, But it's in bringing awareness to the lack of quiet in people's lives. People are wanting it for that. Because like Um, at home you try, but you have, you know, kids or... The Roomba goes off. Right. Or the, exactly. Or the not. laundry the machine. Dog. Laundry. Yeah. All of those things. And, yeah. and for me, when I was told about it originally, I was almost compelled by the fact that like with remote work now, um, so many people like aren't getting dressed, aren't getting up, yes. like zooming from their beds. Like, no, if you don't, there's so much lack of purpose like that people aren't. I just think it would be so important that someone would have to go, even if it's for 30 minutes, like somewhere. They would have somewhere to be. And get dressed. Yeah. yeah. I just think there's this whole other idea, mental health idea that's coming into play post-COVID of people not having that, that important aspect. Like even if they're just interacting with the person who opens the door for them, they're at least interacting with people. Like Mm -hmm. if we did a survey in the world right now, how many people are actually interacting with people face-to-face? I think that's going to be like a whole new thing. Yep. So it's kind of cool in that regard, too, that it provides this place. Um, again, you have to make an appointment. But essentially, think about, like, it's a gym membership for your brain almost. Right. Um, and the appointment making makes you plan ahead to look right. something to look forward to right. instead of, like, right. just winging it. So you just make an appointment on the website or something like that? So it's we're right now we're about to launch just a, a focus group to have – Uh, community influencers and people come in and use the space and see how they feel about it, what their feedback is, if they were able to be more productive, you know, if it was uncomfortable for them, um, if the atmosphere was right, all of those things. And then we will open it up and you can purchase a membership. So we'll have three different tiers and then you can purchase, purchase a membership for hours. Everything is contactless. So you do it completely on your own. Mm -hmm. Um, You get a key card, you get a membership kit, and then you have an orientation and you come in and use the space whenever you need. You just make an appointment via our app. So it's, it's really cool. And I also think there's this whole other aspect of it in big cities. Um, there's such a issue right now. You might be tracking, I don't know if you do more residential than commercial, but commercial real estate is really struggling everywhere right now because mm-hmm. people aren't going back to work. People don't need the office spaces in the office buildings. So there's all these office spaces and office buildings that are vacant. Um, there's this great- Yeah, it's going to be a problem soon. It is. It's already a problem, um, especially as people's leases are- coming up for renewal. Um, So this is kind of an answer to that problem Mm -hmm. that also encourages productive work. Um, And the the real, I think, big thing, and I learned this um, when I was working for the real estate company. I did a 12-week year launch program, and we really talked about being productive and turning off. And if you can focus, like, five to seven hours a week on being productive, like how much more time you get in mm-hmm. life. Um, there's this essential great graphic of like work-life balance. And people just aren't making that time and they don't realize how much that time's getting distracted. So it's like in scheduling that out and doing that and focusing on taking that specified time, you're really upping the time that you have for yourself at home and your personal life. So the personal life balance starts to even out a little bit more. And that's really where like the big, co- like that's really the idea. Yeah. Um, it makes so much sense. 
And we live in a time now that we are so easily distracted. Mm -hmm. We have so many things that can pull us away from what we need to be doing, whether that's spending time with our kids or our spouse or working out or working, whatever it is, being in quiet, you know, we have this urge to pick up our phone, to scroll, Mm -hmm. to look and see just the nonsense of like what's going on in the world, Mm -hmm. you know, that doesn't add to your life necessarily. I think some people would argue it creates a social connection in some aspects. I do enjoy seeing the friends that I don't connect with often seeing their kids on Facebook or whatever, but more often than not, it is a mind terrifying rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I will not put TikTok on my phone. Me either. I, I don't I'm have not TikTok, a TikToker either. I, I can't Snapchat. because I see everybody yeah. like get. Well, it's like, very, it's even more addicting. Um, and, and honestly, right. It is because it's those quick, like oh, quick dopamine hit. It's the same thing as a slot machine. It's yeah. The same yeah. But technology. it also has the like, like yeah, it's, it's terrifying. What were you going to say? And no, I was just saying, like you said, dopamine effect. Like it's like like a slot machine. It's like mm-hmm. yes, if you're winning, but when you start losing, like that, it's just but it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Right, you're still there. Um, so I just think that it's kind of wonderful for something like that. Um, so is it a this, franchise or is it a so it's a brand new concept? Okay. Um, the Brief Lab, which is located in Southern Pines, which does a lot of amazing work with our military um, in terms of teaching them how to be more intentional communicators is who inspired all this. So um, <laughs> you, you 100% should take, um, like, take a class. Don't worry. You should take it. That's a great job they got going on. It's it's the concept <laughs> and the whole idea but behind the Sheffield company who, um, Joe McCormick, who this was all his ideas. So he wrote this book, Brief, and then he wrote this book, Noise, and now he's writing this book, Quiet. And mm. it's kind of come to realize that like you can be brief and you can be an intentional communicator, but you also have to take the time to be quiet, to be present and focused and like problem solve. Um, and if you think about like what I re- who I really think need it is like kid, like high school kids, mm-hmm. like our high school kids, like the amount of distractions that they have and like and now with like AI and then like no. writing papers and things like that, it's like, so this space is really meant to be, it's like, you need to envision yourself in like first class on an airplane traveling from like RDU to LAX, like no one can find you mm-hmm. and no one can get a hold of you. Like that is the concept. Um, and it's really awesome. I, um, I actually have been using myself as an example of like a military spouse, because again, um, the big thinkers there are really like all of these worker bees. Um, but I, I'm trying to pull in like as being a military spouse there, how much we really need it. Mm -hmm. And we recently just had a visit from an FRG group and I took them on a tour and they were the first people who asked how much the membership was. Mm -hmm. Like I had taken like 25 people through and no one had ever asked like, how much would this cost me? Like, and I said, it's because that's how bad they want it. Like, they're ready. Like, sign me up. Um, we really need it. And um, I wrote a book when I was in Paris. I wrote a memoir um, about oh, my life. Oh, and, you failed um, to mention oh, that in see? your whole I did. <laughs> I failed to mention that. But I'm using – so I wrote this memoir. Oh, I literally way, finished – Let me just share this really cool thing briefly <laughs> with you. Thing. Yeah. Tell I us finished more, it please. a year ago. I finished it a year ago. It's – when I finished it, it was about 435 pages. Wow. I have been trying to edit it while living a normal life mm. and I can't. Mm. I'm always sidetracked. I do something else. I open the computer. I sit down. The laundry machine goes off. The kids need me, whatever. 
But I have been making 30-minute appointments in the quiet workplace to just edit my book. And I think like last week I got from page like 211 to like 267 in like a week because I intentionally took the time to focus on that. And I'm like trying to use that process for myself as an example for people of like how we really need quiet. And how good does that feel? It feels great. Like at the end of the week to feel productive and like you're making progress in your life with something you're passionate about and that you love is one of the best feelings in the whole world. Yes. And I do think there's a shift. It's like a grief spectrum almost. Like you go from the point of like, oh my God, what what have I been doing that I haven't been able to focus this much? Why haven't I gotten this realization sooner? Now Mm -hmm. that I'm here, this is awesome. But like I'm thinking about all of my last time (laughs) and where I could be. You know, it's really hard. But then focusing on the fact of like, okay, this is a lesson, you know, in all of this. Um, And I'm like a huge believer in things happen for a reason. And this job kind of was brought to my attention at like a time in my life where I had no quiet at all. You know, I was going 150 miles an hour. I was loving it, but people were like, you cannot sustain this. And it's like, now I also have this like new concept that's kind of crazy. So it's weird too, when you go in and I went and used it, but it took me a while to wind down. Mm. Like I was sitting there and I was like, I need the Wi-Fi password. And (laughs) they were like, there is no Wi-Fi. You're here to be productive Mm -hmm. and not communicating with others. And I was like, oh, um, okay, well, what can I do without Wi-Fi? <laughs> so I had to like think of all the other things on my task list that I could get done during quiet. What'd you do? Um, I worked on, I don't even remember some type of spreadsheet probably. Cause you know, I love spreadsheets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure that's what it was. Yeah. It was some type of spreadsheet, but I couldn't do it in Google sheets because I didn't have Wi-Fi. Yeah. But then I could, I thought I could sneak and use my hotspot <laughs> for my phone. <laughs> Feening. Well, there, I think it's like the discipline because like my book is on Google Drive mm-hmm. and I thought the same thing, but like I just like turn off my messages, close, like I didn't look at my email. Right. And what's also really interesting about it too is when we were touring it and figuring out like problems and we're all like, oh my God, everyone's going to fall asleep. Like, how are we going to, like, what are we going to have to do to wake people up? That's not necessarily bad either. (laughs) No, but what's crazy for me is like someone I think with high functioning, I forget the word functioning, high anxiety and ADHD. (laughs) Let's be honest. I, um, I get invigorated by the quiet. Like when I'm in there, I actually leave more energized then tired, which I did not expect. Like I truly thought like if I'm sitting in there, the lighting is intentional. It's low light. Mm. You know, I thought like there's no distract. It's peaceful. There's like an intentional white noise machine going through the ceiling. But it's like when I'm in there, I'm like, let's do it. Like I realize that I need that environment. Mm. And I think for so many people, they probably do too, but they just don't realize it yet. Yeah, but you know, there are all those studies about power naps under 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people may need that to go in there. I love like power naps for, for four 10, hours. There's a nap for 20 in the chair. And yeah, and maybe roll. they do. And maybe they do. But I, in more of just in terms of like. I want it to be, but. No, but. <laughs> Megan's saying that's what she would do. Yeah, but just in, in more of a terms of like where we don't realize like. Because what's what's crazy is that even when I like went through the process of possibly getting the job, they would be like, every time we would meet, they'd be like, okay, we're going to take a minute for quiet. And I was like, oh my God. Like even right now, if we were like, let's set a timer and do a minute of quiet, you're like, probably start sweating. Like it's, it is crazy 
how uncomfortable people are when. But I think you, you made a good point because one of the boys is ADHD. Well, two of the boys are ADHD, but one of them's ADHD combined, and um, they that's what they explain is that their brain's always moving. Mm-hmm. Like they can't, like they're looking at that. They're looking at that. It's always moving. So being in a space like that, I could see how that just forces them to stop having the brain ticking, ticking, mm-hmm. ticking, ticking. Yeah. That's why it would be good for teenagers too. Mm-hmm. Yes. Especially teen boys. Yeah. Yes. Their minds are like that. And we made a little, there's a new, I mean, we've, they've truly thought there's been two years over two years process thought process behind this facility. And now, like, there's a little place for you to, like, put your phone when you walk in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> I went in and she's like, okay, tell me what your thoughts are. And I was like, well, I had to use the bathroom, but it was so quiet. I was nervous. Sure. I was nervous the other people there would hear me. Yeah. So then I had made someone go to the bathroom and then we stood there and listened and see if we could hear her. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's really, it's crazy. It's that's funny. But no, I think that's a fair and valid review and feedback. I know. Cause I, I think, was like paranoid and they've got all these like lovely things in the bathroom. It's everything like set up is super intentional yeah. and, and I know their boss too. And he's very particular about everything, but that was my only feedback. I was like, I was nervous. Everybody heard me use the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so are they so, like soundproofed? They're not soundproof. And there's a, there's no door. Which I find fascinating because every single person I ask, what did you think? They're always like, they're all like, I wish there was a door. I, I wish there was a curtain. a curtain. Yeah. However, this is a great point. If you put a door on them, well, one, we don't want people to be claustrophobic. But two, like if you yeah. close a door, you're go- probably going to be louder than you would if there wasn't a door and you were in the quiet workplace. Oh, that's true. And the flow, it's all like a clock. You go in one way, you out, go out the other. There's two separate. So like really you would maybe see one or two people tops in your time going by. And depending on where you're sitting, like I, when I sit and I sit at the desk chair, I don't see anybody. Like, yes, maybe in my peripheral, but like I'm not even tempted to look who it is. And I work there. Um, So it's just, it's really cool. You guys are all going to have to come see it. We're going to do an event. want to come in. We'll do an event and you can all come and see it and experience it. But it's definitely, I think like, it's so crazy because it's like, I'm like, it's the next level, but it's like, it's just quiet. <laughs> right. It's the, a very simple. So, so simple. And that's what the idea. whole, mm-hmm. the brief lab, con- all of that, it's like the nitty gritty is just like. Simplified. Simplified. Intentional. But see, that's where we're going to go because the pendulum has swung so far the other way mm-hmm. where it's like we have, you know, social media, all of those things to distract us. But then we also have our kids in like 5,000 things because if you're not a pro by the time that you are like 10 mm-hmm. you forget playing baseball or anything else because oh, these God, other kids so have started sad. when they're three. Mm-hmm. It's just so The sad. high school sent a paper home yesterday, how to, how to get ready to succeed in life and college. And it had all this stuff. My son's a sophomore and it's like, have you even started thinking about what you want to do? And I was like, no, why does he need to? And then it was like, all right, the next practice PSAT and the next practice yeah. this and the next practice that. And I'm like, I'm not signing him up for any of these. I don't care. And then on the other side, it's like other things to consider and getting accepted for a college. Mm-hmm. What extracurriculars yeah. are you in? What is, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, volunteer. Um, and then before you know it, you have zero downtime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, uh, okay. I balled it up and threw it away. I'm like, forget this. I'm like, no, he's going to school and he has a job because he needs to learn responsibility and yeah. pay for his own car right. and insurance and gas. And that's 
what he's doing. And he wants to play football. And I was like, well, you have to choose. You either buy a car or you play football because you can't. It's a huge commitment. Right. These high schools operate like the freaking NFL. Mm -hmm. They're there at like 6 a.m. to watch game tape. And then they stay after. And then you have to like summer workouts. And you can't miss because then you probably won't start. It's like... Let's give them a little more pressure. And that's why I was like, our whole family's not going to pivot for this because we wouldn't be able to go to the beach because he's 15 and he would have football practice every single day all summer. And I'm like, no, like, I mean, you're also like the size of a toothpick. You're not going to be a professional football player anyway. So you're just fine. (laughs) You're just fine. Yeah. I'm like, (laughs) you think it's fun. So he's like, maybe I can sign up for a camp. So he signed up for something. And then like some college recruiter called us and we're asking us questions. And my gosh. Yeah. And, um, talking to Brandon, they were like, well, he's already too far behind to even be considered for a college team. Yep. Yep. And, and that's what you're saying. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. And the I'm travel like, teams, like my yeah. daughter had overuse injuries and like it's, they do beat them down. And it's, it's hard because we want our kids to be in these things. We want them to have experiences and, and join teams. So they learn how to be part of a team and what that means. And also it's like our lives cannot revolve around baseball and soccer and all of your activities and we love you and we will do these things and also simultaneously be like we shouldn't do all these things <laughs> yes yeah exactly <laughs> me and we do that all the time with three kids and three sports three travel sports and every year we're like we're not doing this again and then we do it again and we're like what are we doing because they <laughs> want to yeah and, and, I, and everyone else is doing is, it well yes. our thing is what are they going to do if they're not right so do we want them at home on an xbox or tv or fighting in the house or you know whatever i mean ava has a job but you know it's better to have them at practice from five to seven, come home, do homework, go to bed. (laughs) I agree. Especially when you have wild children. It's a balance though. It really is a balance because I see it with (laughs) them. My kids sometimes too, where they have practice, you know, a few times a week and they'll be like, but I wanted to go do this or go Mm -hmm. to this friend's pool or whatever. And it's like, for us, we're like, well, you've committed to this. Right. <laughs> so you're going to see it through and you're going to go. At the same time, there have been days where I'm like, ah, I really don't want to go to that thing. I just want to hang out. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'll make that decision for myself. <laughs> it's fine for me, yeah. you know, but it's so hard to figure out the balance of doing too much versus laying around being on an Xbox. Right. And it's Logan is almost 13 And during the school year, he doesn't have access to video games during the week. And he hates it because he's like, I want to get on with my buddies Mm -hmm. at the end of the night. And I'm like, I want you to be social too, but I can't have you being a crackhead on your (laughs) Xbox or whatever it is, your switch for hours and hours. Right. And then on the weekend, he gets limited access to it because legitimately we're, we're, we're like making crackheads out right. of these kids. I agree. hundred. <laughs> I agree. hundred percent. And it's a fine Scary. line too, because I want him to learn how to manage it and not be thrown into the world and then be a fiend because he has unfettered access to it because now he's an adult. But I'm also like, you don't need to scroll Instagram, right? There's zero reason right. for you to be distracted by that, except that everybody has Else it, does it and yeah. he feels left out and you know, but it's hard. It's so hard. So we had screen time in our house. We had all these rules and restri- restrictions when, you know, they could get an iPhone at what age mm-hmm. and what age they could get social media and all of these things. And no matter how much you restrict it, I mean, now Josie just came home from college 
and the entire weekend she was on Snapchat the yeah, whole time right. with her friends, with her friends, sure, the entire time. And like we're in the middle of a conversation, she's like, and I'm like, what are, are you taking a selfie right now? <laughs> yeah, like, right. That's what they do. They send oh, it. That's what Snapchat is. So I tell Madison, do you know it's how like, stupid you look I know. in the store? But this is, but that is normal cult culture yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's you what know? she was saying. So I'm like, okay, well, I tried to teach you all the restrictions and I tried <laughs> to explain why it's not good for you. And I tried to tell you no blue light before bed Yeah, and not to I wake tried. up. I tried. And that's yep. all you can do. That's yep. all you can do. I know. So now I'm like, okay, is it worth even trying? <laughs> Here's well, yes. And I think because her brain is more developed now, mm-hmm. she is not 13 looking at all of this stuff, having to figure out who she is as a teenager. I mean, she's still a teenager, but there's a lot more brain development that happens between 13 and 17. And yeah, then you have to let it go. But yeah. while they're there, we have to try the best that we can. You know, we did it. how yeah. did you guys figure out like what were the rules around social media and saying you can have it at this age? Um, so what we said was Instagram 15. And how did you come up with that number? I honestly don't know. Just kind of Josie was like our trial Mm -hmm. and it was like, okay, what is she going through right now? Mm -hmm. Mm, She's still very influential. Uh, but by 15, I felt like, okay, she's got a good, you know, head on her shoulders. And so 15 was the age she was allowed Instagram and that was it. Mm -hmm. No Snapchat, nothing nothing that we can't monitor yeah and we have to be friends and all the things so um and then when she turned 17 we let her get snapchat yeah so i with um so nick's kids 14 15 16 the 14 year old has no phone (laughs) nothing boy uh boy and the 15 year old has a phone no social media and I think it's based on personalities, like knowing yes. what, mm-hmm. how they handle it. Yep. The 16 year old, she does, but we also put the bark app on their phones. Yep. We have that. Do too. you like and it? it? It completely shadows everything. Okay. So like we see texts, we see if they try to download something, we see what kind of music they're listening to. So like it's, I love it. And I think that I feel the problem is too many parents let the phone raise their children and they don't go check. Like, what are you looking at? What are you watching? What are you reading? And they're not evaluating. Like, everybody's different. They all have to turn their phone in by nine. They only get one hour a day mm-hmm. at night. We have a lot of restrictions with Xbox. Like, do they fight that? Because yes, because there's predators everywhere and they don't get it. Like, even on Xbox, you know, it's like, oh, that's my friend. I'm like, he's not your friend. Mm-hmm. You don't even know this person, mm-hmm. and you don't even know exactly. in the basement. Like, so we have a lot of restrictions. Madison had same restrictions, and of course, once she left for school, it was so funny. She left for college last year, and she was like, "Mom, can you turn the phone restriction off?" Oh, <laughs> I totally forgot, so it was shutting down at nine thirty. Oh, that's, that's great. Funny. She's like, "Mom, like, yeah." Damn so, but I agree with Sarah. Like Madison, I'll call her. She's like, "I'm tired." I'm like, what'd you do? I was watching TikTok till two in the morning. I'm like, Madison, like, I know. there's nothing productive from that. Our, our kids but, aren't allowed to have TikTok at all. Yeah, none of the period. Ava has it, but the boy, like I said, the boys don't really have anything. Only because one is very influenced and bullied, and he like will do anything to fit in. The other one is just. I don't know what he would find on there to go try and do. So like yeah. we just eliminate it. But I think it comes to, it's shocking to me sometimes when you talk to a parent and they're like, I don't check their phone. I don't yeah. look at their stuff. I don't, that's their privacy. I'm like, what are you talking about? I know. And that's a fine line too, right? Cause I don't want to be super big brotherish, 
and monitor everything. And then, like I said, the day they leave for college or work or whatever, move yeah. out. And then it's like, no monitor, you know? Yeah. And they're like, bah! <laughs> but I do, uh, we occasionally read through text messages. My kids don't have anything else on their phone. So right. there is nothing else to right. monitor. But, but like I'm, the good thing about the Bark app too, it yeah. will tell you if they delete messages. Sure. <laughs> so that was a good thing to see. I like and, that it knows the um, slang words because mm-hmm. I don't know. Like if they use a dollar sign instead of an S, it will tell you. And if it does the like, you know, ABC, it will tell you what ABC means. Right. So oh. you know what kind of slang they're talking. And the thing is, is our kids, they don't, the two younger boys that, that have it on their phone, their Kingston doesn't have one. Linda, he doesn't even know that we could see everything. Sure. He Until now, if he listens. He's to not going to listen. He, um, <laughs> he's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. He, he only thinks we see bad things. So mm. he doesn't know that we see everything. Right. He's like, all I've the never kids Googled have, boobs yeah, or like yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. All so of them good. have Life 360. My daughter, Madison in college still has Life 360. Yeah, still just track. in case. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I still have it. I was like, where was Josie at 11 o'clock last night? What? Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. they went to the store. Yeah. It's so <laughs> hard though. Yeah. We had none of this to worry mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. None of this. That's what's really hard. Yeah. Well, and that's this the is thing. all like an experiment. Right. Yeah. And people think like I'm overbearing because I will pick up their phone and just randomly mm-hmm. check yeah. their text messages yep. and stuff. And they're like, that's an invasion of privacy. And I'm like, no, <laughs> when we grew up, we had to talk on the phone in our house mm-hmm. and parent, our parents could hear the conversations mm-hmm. we were having. Yeah. It's no different. We didn't have text messaging growing up. So it's absolutely not different in any way. Shape, I think or form. there's some version of privacy for a child, but I'm sorry if I pay for it, you live in my house, my rules, I have a right to check it. Yeah. And it's not for me being overbearing. It's for your safety. <laughs> so like, last, good luck. last time I checked it, I was like, mm, I'm going to see what Ethan and Parker were talking about. They were sharing Bible verses back and forth. <laughs> oh to my each gosh. Other. You were like, Oh, um, I was like, bad now. I was like, were they doing this? Did he know I was going to check his phone <laughs> right? today? So I like scrolled way back and I like clicked on others and I didn't even know they've started their own like Bible study together. <laughs> I was like, oh, here I am nice. like Thinking looking for something. The worst. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay. But cause he used to get caught doing the worst, yeah. which is why I check. Sure. All right. We've talked about a lot of the questions in our bowl already, <laughs> but we okay, better, it's it's getting late. We better. <laughs> I know we didn't even need the bowl. I was gonna say, bowl, yeah, that's great. So for if you haven't listened to Coffee and Mimosas yet, episode four, here we are. Go back and listen to the others. Uh, there are four questions in the bowl, and we have all we all know what they are, but we don't know what's about to be chosen. Mm-hmm. And if it's Sarah's, we're just gonna we're ignore it. it. We're never <laughs> letting Sarah put in a question again. I know. <laughs> um, so you guys. Melissa. You can decide. Oh, okay. Wow. And you will read the question and then maybe we'll answer it. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> oh, I don't think it's mine. Mm. Mm. I don't think it's yours. It's yours. Oh, why? Because it's yours. Is it yours? How do you balance social media and the pressures it puts on? Oh. It, we've already just talked about that. We have. Oh, my gosh. Well, well, do you want to draw listen, another one? Or no, because I think no, it's I think. very pertinent for us as adults, too. It's not just our kids that are susceptible to the addiction or the pressure or whatever it is. I went away this weekend with some girlfriends down to Destin and I was like, should I be posting about this? You know, is because we have, I have the school's Instagram. Not that I would post anything on that 
from this weekend. But um, <laughs> that'd be weird. What happened this uh, weekend? Kate? <laughs> nothing. I'll talk about this weekend. It was <laughs> fine. I drank my virgin pina colada. Um, but at the school's Instagram, our podcast Instagram, my personal business Instagram, um, and then like my my personal that's my friends, right? So I have like four that I manage currently. But I was thinking for the podcast, should I make a reel? Should I post this on my cultivate? And I was uh, like, so Dude, hard. Get out of your brain. Be present. Have fun. You don't need to document everything. It's like it's okay. And the second I got on Instagram, I think yesterday, I immediately like visceral reaction of like tightening in my chest yeah. of like. Oh God, I'm behind. I need to post something. We no need- one knows I was away this weekend. It was a long weekend. It looks like I'm doing nothing. Or just yeah, like just even the algorithm of like shit. Right. When I post again, is is it gonna show up for people? Mm-hmm. You know, not that I care about anyone it's, knowing what I was doing this weekend because yeah, I literally don't yeah. care. But I'm like, will we lose business over not posting? Which is the most fucked up thing to like have to feel as a burden. Yeah. You know, this should be a fun platform yeah. post whatever, you know? And then it's also like, I'm, I'm also thinking to myself, like post nothing. Who cares what we're all doing in our lives? Yeah. <laughs> you know what and I, I mean? think too, for adults too, it's comparison. Like mm-hmm. people only, most people only post the highlights. Like Duh. I could post that I was out on the river and had a great time. I'm not posting that we were screaming at each other, that I was right. telling them to drop their freaking attitudes. And yeah. like, you know, like they don't see the ugly. My just post, family. And then, yeah. <laughs> everybody's like, look how great Look, they did this or they did that. And it's like, it's such an illusion that you know, people, I think even as adults, the comparison factor. Of course. I did that last year. I did a whole like series of like real life pictures and posts because I got sick of people like, oh, you're a super mom. You're doing this. You're doing that. So I started posting pictures. Here is the pile of laundry that's been sitting there for four days. Yeah. And then like, you know, people would take pictures in their house and it's like perfectly spotless in the background. And I'm like, "Mm, you have a two year old. I know your house does not. Well, they just cleaned that corner. Right. So I like and I used to think that way when I would take pictures, I'd be like, no, kids, come over here and let me take it. And now I'm like, yep, I do take the pictures with the mess in the Mm -hmm. background. Yep. And like I tried like this whole series and it was crazy because I was like, I just wonder what will happen with this how many like people came up to me and they're like, thank you for posting real stuff on there. And I was like, you're welcome. I didn't, but that's a whole trend now in itself. You were probably on the the Mm. front end of Mm. that. Yeah. But now it's gotten to the point where people post kids of like their, or post things of their kids, like having meltdowns. And I'm like, I would never whip my phone out. (laughs) No, uh, no. With my kid crying to put my phone in your face. Like, no, we, we don't need to be that real. Right. You know what I mean? Handle your thing and maybe talk about it later. That's yeah. fine. But the pressure to also post real life things has become its own set of issues. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's a weird thing. And you want to make sure you're like in the moment and enjoying events. And that's why I'm not great at social media stuff. Like I'll remember if I'm sitting there just staring at the beach and like, that's so pretty. I'm going to take a picture mm-hmm. and then I'll like share it. So, but other than that, I don't remember. Oh, let me pull my phone out and take a picture. Or and I video. think, you know, I think it's worth discussing why we feel the need to post the picture. Right. Yeah. It's weird. Like if you really, I mean, it's a really good thing to ponder of like, why am I posting this picture of me and my girlfriends in the pool yesterday? Yeah. 
I've started wondering if I shouldn't and I overanalyze it. Like maybe I shouldn't post this because the, the studio is still open and people are there working. I do that too. And then mm-hmm. here I am. I'm just mm-hmm. sitting on the yep. beach. I do that too. Are they going like, to think they're, they're going to w- think I don't work yeah. and I'm not doing anything. Yeah. And so I'm not going to post anything. And I think in a way I do like the, the memories that come up on yes, Facebook. So, so I do can I see from like 14 years ago yeah. because you know, you don't print photos anymore. Right. They're on your phone or on your computer. We so when start it does, doing that. Yeah. So when you, it does pop up, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. But I, I'm the same way. Like I'm strategic of when I post because I'm like, I don't want people to think I'm not working or they won't call me because they think I'm out of town all the time. Or mm-hmm. so it's like, you think so much about it. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. so what do you, what do you got about social media? You're kind of quiet. It's hard. I mean, I think it's just hard. <laughs> You're taking this quiet thing to the whole new level. <laughs> well, and Are we in a quiet time right no. now? <laughs> no, I mean, I just think it's, it's challenging. I think I've struggled personally too with like in hard times in my life, not wanting to post because like, I don't want people to think that I'm okay when I'm really not. Mm. Um, but I found it, find it interesting that it's like, if I'm not posting or people, like people aren't even thinking of me either. So I just mm. feel like it's a really vicious cycle of like, I don't know where, what the answer is. Um, it's, I, I thought this this weekend, I was at the beach with my friend and it's like, I looked at my Instagram and it's like the last time I posted was like in July. It's like, how have I not posted anything? Mm-hmm. Because I'm trying to be more intentional about not needing to post. But I, I've, I've found that in, in, in struggling a bit, of not wanting everyone to think that it's a highlight reel. Yeah. Like there's other stuff, but then there's this other loneliness side of like, if you aren't out there, if people mm-hmm. aren't seeing you, if people aren't saying like, Oh, I saw you were at the beach. And then it's become also like a, I feel like a coping mechanism for socializing. So yeah. people are like, how was that trip? Are you out of town this weekend? Right? Like, it's like, it's really terrifying. <laughs> I don't know what the answer is. I honestly think, unfortunately it's like, you either have it or you don't. I don't know that there's a balance. Um, and I've definitely struggled with it. And then also the whole idea of just like wanting to feel socially connected. Yeah. And setting time limits on it. Is, yes. Is essential, but really, timer. really hard. Really, really hard. And that's when I was thinking about doing events at the quiet workplace. One of the first things I thought about doing was having people open their phones and look at their average screen time. Yeah. I do because it's terrifying. Meetings. Yeah, it's but terrifying. It's hard too, though, because when you're in a business, you ha- social media is a great way yes. to promote business, mm-hmm. and they want to quite see frankly the pers- almost the only way, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they want to see the personal side too. Like yeah. in ours, we have all these out. Like I'm sure you do all these algorithms. You have yeah. to do like some business, some personal, some you know four times a day, one time a day, and like right. all different times a day. Informational posts, yeah, personal like, posts, right? Like, ah! yeah. so you feel like if I don't. do do all those that's what's hard I'm that's what i mean it's people. like i feel like it's almost like black or white like you're damn you're either you're in or you're out yeah you yeah it's just tricky my business social media pages are not great and i've thought about like hiring someone to do it but mm-hmm. at the same time i'm like well our business is going say, okay do you need it? right <laughs> i'm like it's going fine but could we have more if i did this and it's like yes but what's more important i'd rather focus on you know, my staff and the people that are there than taking time to make all these cute graphics and yeah. things. And I'm trying to maybe like delegate it out. Like, okay, yeah. if you're the front desk worker, like part of your duty is to take a 30 second video there and mm-hmm. send it to me and mm-hmm. then I can post it. So that way we're still like in the algorithm, 
Um, but then we also have all these people that can't be recorded and mm. like trying yeah. to remember all of that stuff and make sure you don't upset anyone. And well, and I don't know the statistics on this. We should reach out to Katie <laughs> at collab with Katie. Uh, plug. Another plug. Uh, another plug. <laughs> um, but I think that more people go to a social media page to 100%. Yeah. learn about a business Absolutely. versus 100%. a website. Yeah. So and they want to see, like, you know, if they're like, oh, the last post was July, yeah. are they even open anymore? Yeah, right. You know, yeah. it's they people want to see yeah. behind the scenes. They want to see what it looks like there. They want to see, you know, what kind of people go there. Like, that's how we get our information mm-hmm. right. and not just about businesses. That's also how we get a lot of our news or not right. news. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's become the all knowing thing. I just wish businesses weren't judged by that because like if you saw mine and you'll see sometimes there's like two weeks with nothing posted, mm-hmm. yeah. it doesn't mean we weren't open and we weren't doing stuff. We were too busy doing stuff to think about Oh, let me share this with all the people that aren't here. Right. <laughs> so we were too busy communicating with the people that were there and teaching and, you yeah. know, training. And that business we don't think pages, about it. like they let you schedule ahead of time, but your personal that you try to work, you can't do that. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have to plan the time. And like, for me, I am not a social media, like I like to be on there and I do, but like to make a reel or whatever mm-hmm. would take me nine hours. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, fuck it. Forget it. <laughs> I, I can show you. Yeah. <laughs> I can show you how to narrow it down. <laughs> but, but just say it. So then I'm just like, forget it. This is too stressful. I'm not yeah. doing this. Yeah. She showed me how to do it quick. She's like, it's just this app and you do this, this, yeah, and just this. Go on a template, like, get okay. all your pictures and videos, trim, eh. Boop. But my pictures and videos are not organized. And then it's like, I've got a screenshot that I forgot to delete. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Coming yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. And then I've got like million... your grocery list and <laughs> yeah. It like bows toes. <laughs> like, cause mm-hmm. he got a hold of my phone and there's, and then he, what's the one where you can take it and it takes like a hundred within a, Oh, oh. hold it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. He does that all the time. So I'm like, I got to go through and delete all those. So I'm just sitting there scrolling through. <laughs> yeah. It just takes me forever. Delegate like that out. That's, we just uh, promoted somebody to an office manager position and part of her job is going to be our social media, which I've done since we opened in 15. How do you feel about that then? Uh, so mm-hmm. there is a whole aspect <laughs> of that because I am very particular as an Enneagram three really? on aesthetics and what things look like <laughs> yeah. and uh, the feelings people get when they see things. It has to be very on brand. And we talk about like our company voice, you know, what do we, you probably know all about this. Um, But, you know, like how to write the copy for the post, it's got to sound like Independence Academy. It can't sound like how you would personally do your thing. You've got to come from what we sound like. So it's hard. It, there's going to have to be <laughs> so disgusting. I've been wondering what's going on sip. with that. And I just, Stop! Yeah. <laughs> all the seeds are settling to the bottom. And you it have to like chew them. So sludgy. That oh, looks, it's, I guess it's not that sludgy. It looks like mud. It's, you know, I'm just glad I don't have one of those. I mean, Sarah is drinking her I'll take these two. <laughs> shake. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. The, her shake. And it, it looks like mud. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should do blended like with ice and yeah. it'd be more like a, a milkshake mm-hmm. a milkshake or shake. just not have it <laughs> yeah i try to take greens once and i literally get i yeah, love my hard. greens i do it in my protein shake every morning you, you need could do to it listen though it's seed cycling and it helps regulate you your hormones to listen though sarah says <laughs> you need to listen though this is no. real you should <laughs> ca- you should have recorded that <laughs> to the po- we did <laughs> oh you mean on the video yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see she's, she's thinking like, social media i don't think about <laughs> it <laughs> 
I mean the listen to the podcast about it with Jenny Sills. Oh, I oh. see what you're saying. I I you, you, like, you need to listen, listen now, now. Bitch. Now. Right, now. Right, now. right now. She meant literally the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Literally listen. I understood what you meant. To the podcast. Uh-huh, Plug. About Plug. Yes. Yeah, Jenny. About seed cycling and how like you're supposed to eat and or drink different seeds during different parts of your no, cycle get it no that's too much oh so i thought it was too but she sent me a link to this thing and it's already like pre-prepared for you oh cool yeah because i was like wait so i'm gonna have to go buy these seeds for this time and these seeds for this time so i just waited until i knew where i was at and it has a phase one and phase two and they're already mixed and you just use a scoop and put it in so that's makes great it much easier jenny should just do that i know she sent me the name of another company we're always doing this we're like she should start that company (laughs) (laughs) we put more pressure on people (laughs) but i know jenny if you're listening i know because i thought she could probably just go buy all the ones she knows are good right and pre-bag them and put her label and then i don't have to order and wait for them i can just go be like oh i need these yeah go get them from her and then she could come to she's the boss social membership and she could sell them there sell them there Anyway, and we could all have regulated hormones and not yell at each other. Or maybe or, we or, still might. Right. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> or I'm just going to take a little bit more spouses. than seeds. Yeah. Less yeah. yelling. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm curious. We'll see next month if Brandon knows what's happening with me. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be about the time that we can bring them on the podcast and we can ask him about that. Yeah. Have mm-hmm. you noticed a difference with yeah. the seeds? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm, excellent. Mm. So anyway, yes, before you drink your poo-poo mud drink, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I was talking about delegating the pot or the podcast. Social oh, the media. social media. I think it's a control thing too. A hundred percent. But there's different reasons why we want the control, right? Some people, like if you're an Enneagram eight, you want the control because you don't want to be controlled. Whereas for me, I'm like, I just need this to look exactly like how my brain would put it together. So no pressure for you. Just do exactly what I would do. (laughs) Because I know how to make it look exactly pretty and the aesthetic that I want. Yeah. No pressure. Right? (laughs) Juliana's listening right now and she's probably like... I would not want that job. (laughs) No. (laughs) Mm -mm. I'm not that crazy. I... (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fine. Ask my employees, okay? Ask them if I'm that great. They'd probably say shit that I am. But yeah, it's hard. It's really hard. You can't, I don't think as a business owner, you can go without social media. I think you just set limits. Be realistic. That's what I'm starting to do. I came out, came out of the gate swinging with Cultivate. And I was like, geez, this is exhausting. This Mm -hmm. is exhausting. I cannot keep this up. And the whole, like, I'd be like, Luke, record this. And he'd be like, you want me to record you while you're making your shake? (laughs) Like... And I'm like, I know this is crazy. Mm. Well, so Angie and I were talking about this last night because she goes, I was looking at your social media for She's the Boss. It's awesome. Who does it? I was like, Caitlin. And she goes, we should get her to train us and, you know, do all of this and do all of that. And I was like, I know how to do it. I just don't. It's just not important. Do it. And And when I like even we were at that event, like I was watching people and some people were just having conversations with everybody and enjoying their time together. Yeah. And other people were mm-hmm. walking around the entire time yep. with their phone yep. filming. Yep. And you can't, you can't be present with someone and paying attention in the conversation. If you're like, Oh, 
I'm going to film this conversation or let me film this or film that. Well, I think that goes back to the whole refocusing context shifting 22 minute thing, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. So some people are leaving with, yes, all the memories on their phone. It's not about the memories. And other people are leaving (laughs) with with, actual experience. With actual experience. We met new people that, you know, we connected with and Caitlin had some conversations. She's like, oh, you need to meet Sarah. Yeah. You know, and so it's like now I'm messaging that lady, helping her with homeschooling and running a business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just it's but it is it's a lot of pressure because it's like we knew we had to take video of that event and we wanted to because it was cool and we wanted to help her promote the venue. Well, we're also building this podcast. Right. right. So it's like we're doing these things that matter in our community and we want to promote that. Right. To be able to build the business. You know, when you were building Encore, you probably posted a little bit more mm-hmm. versus now when mm-hmm. it's not like you need, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you know, you don't need, I mean, you do need clients still. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody does. Especially in a military <laughs> yeah. town. But yeah. it's not as pressing as it was when you first opened. Right. Yeah. Right. So it is more about being intentional and then, you know, setting like you said, you can schedule this stuff. So setting the schedule of like, okay, Monday, I'm going to schedule all the posts for this week. And then you don't have to think about it again, but I'm not present during the time of most of the classes and everything. Mm -hmm. So I need help with that because I'm make sure I'm home in the evenings. Yeah. So I think it's different as a mom with your kids, because I do find myself, I like, I don't record baseball anymore because it's jinxed us too many times. So I'm superstitious now, but, (laughs) um, you know, when they're doing things that I want to remember, like having Mm -hmm. those memories pop up, I don't necessarily post them, but it is so fun to look back and be like, look at how cute you were when you did blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Like we have access to it way more now than ever that we can relive these moments and hear their little voices. I, we watched a video of Molly this weekend. I was with her godmother, who's my best friend. Um, and she was like, look at Sista when she was two and it's Molly. And she's just like, Bubba made me Bailey, Bailey sad. And it's just like the cutest thing. And we couldn't do that before unless you had like a VHS tape, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's hard. Yes. The be, thing I'm be glad, present and then also gather memories. The thing I'm glad I would post is the funny things my kids would say yes. when yes, they yes. were little. And I did that for Josie and Ethan. I don't do it as much for my um, younger ones, but I'll go back and read it and I'll be like, oh yeah, I forgot. He used to always yeah, say yes. different or <laughs> yeah. what was that one? Geromino. Dr- he yeah. could not like. Madison pre- used to say cigaretting. Oh, <laughs> cigaretting. Instead of smoking. And Molly had a, she'd say cigarette. Cigarette. Why does that guy have a cigarette? I had to yeah. explain what it was the other day to Austin because I said something right, about okay. it. And he was like, what is that? And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess you don't see that very right. often anymore because, you know. Yeah, a lot my of kids would see it in the car, like at a stoplight or something. And that would spark interest. And then they'd be really interested in it. And I'm like, do not be interested in this. That is disgusting. <laughs> and then they'll walk by somebody doing it and they'll be like, ew, that's mom, disgusting. that's disgusting. I know, I know. <laughs> mom. It always kicks you in the butt. <laughs> right? I'm like, don't pay attention to that. Yeah. So yeah, it is. It, as a mom, I think it's a different perspective. And then like Luke will be like, you don't have to take a picture of this. Why do you take so many pictures? Okay. With the dog, I was literally every day. I'd be like, get over here, Charlie. And I have 
a bajillion pictures and videos of him. And now we're laying in bed and I'll be like, look at Charlie, you know, whatever, two months ago. <laughs> but he was so little and a flop out and Luke will just be like, oh my gosh. I'm like, see, see, <laughs> this, this is why, why yeah. I take these videos so we can look back and have yeah. these memories that I guess are still in our head, but it's different when you can relive them. You get to like relive the experience again, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I think it has its plus and minuses. Yeah, it's funny. Sometimes, like this weekend, we were out on the river, and Nick's like, "Take some pictures." I'm like, "I didn't bring my phone." He's like, "What? Why did you bring your phone?" I'm like, you're usually yelling at me that I bring my phone. Uh, yeah, like, uh-huh. He's like, "But you're the one who always takes the pictures." And I was like, "You know, but Can't it's win. like, but that's the thing is like, if you want it for your pictures, it, then you see a notification, yeah. and then you open the notification, and right. then you go to Facebook, and then you took a picture it's ten so minutes hard. ago, right oh, down the rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah, it is a rabbit hole because Austin told me to look something up the other day, and I was like, okay, and I grabbed my phone. And then I'm like, oh, and so I start responding to everybody because I don't want to forget. Yeah. And he's like, mom, are you going to look it up? And I'm like, I'm so oh, sorry, baby. I know. <laughs> I forgot. I got distracted. <laughs> so it's really hard. I need to, I used to take the banners of emails off of my phone and all of that. Mm-hmm. I need to do that again. But I think it is a restructuring because I don't think that, especially as a business owner, you can get rid of it entirely as much as you could, if you were just, you know, you didn't necessarily quote need it. So I think we have to be intentional with the way that we set it up. What notifications do you get? Like, I don't get notifications on my phone from Facebook or Instagram anymore. Um, I have to look like log in to see whatever it is and then hope I don't go down the rabbit hole, which is why I put the 45 minute timer (laughs) on my phone, which even that is like, you spend 45 minutes and 24 hours on this. And a lot of it is building business. You know what I mean? And doing that stuff. Less somebody tagged you on asking about a school. Right. Or whatever it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I think we have to get intentional. Like you were saying with quiet works, it's like, we have to build this. We have to plan it out. We have to be so intentional. Now we can't fly by the seat of our pants as much as we could maybe 15, 20 years ago, mm-hmm. you know, and it's hard. How do you feel not having posted from, you mentioned you hadn't posted like since July. Did you notice a difference? I don't really keep track of my personal algorithms in that regard, but I will say that it was interesting. I mean, and you asked this because yeah, yeah, I, I posted, she's... so I posted photos and like only one person commented on it. And I was like, Oh, that's sad. Like I thought mm. this picture was really pretty. Yeah. Like I felt that. Yeah. Right. And that's like a terrible thing. It's like, who cares? Right. But also, uh, right. I get it. But, but my first thought was like, I wonder if my algorithm's off because right. I hadn't posted but how in so did, long. Did you notice a difference personally, like between you and your, in your life and in your personal life, not just either. not being on uh, it or were you it's, still scrolling? Again, it's just like seriously such a double edged sword. Right. Like, I'm like, even I was like, you just wonder what people are wondering, what people are thinking, what people are, you know, like, have that, has anyone else noticed? You know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's the other thing I was going to th- say about you even. It's like, yes, you hadn't posted in two weeks, but like, who is really being nitty gritty and like looking at the dates, like in scrolling, how much are we actually paying attention to captions? How much are we paying? Like, you know, it is interesting to think how much time people are actually, what they're focusing on. When it comes to like an image or a reel or a post, um, or if it's in a story or a post, but um, I've I've I don't know. It's hard because part of me feels like, do people think I'm not doing anything? And the other part of me is like, I'm glad that I haven't 
felt the need to document all of this either. Mm -hmm. I take complete breaks from it and say, all right, peace out for a while. And like, just totally delete it from my phone, get rid of it. Um, But it is hard because sometimes people will message me personally about stuff they need for the business. And I'm like, I feel really, yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, well, if it's about the business, they should be contacting the business. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. I know. It's that's what it, I think that's the hardest thing. That would be is like, like you just can't separate. There's no like black or white of it. Yeah. It's and I really feel like hard. for me too, like a lot of people will give them my social media, not my phone number. Yeah. So that's what I'm happened. Like, and people feel more comfortable like messaging, DMing you mm-hmm. instead of calling you and all all of those things. It's really tricky. Mm-hmm. It's really tricky. Well, and as a realtor, you are the business. Well, and so, you're right. also competing with like, there's a so many realtors. So it's yes. like, you want to be available. You want people to think you're available. Right. You want people to think you're always there. You want people to think you're at. And like, that's why I engage so much on social yeah. to stay in front of people and top of mind awareness and all that thing. Cause otherwise people it's a nightmare. Yeah. I just think it's just, it's <laughs> when you like, really, Sarah, really think about it, move? it's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. I just feel like set limits and boundaries where you can yeah. and keep it in perspective. Yeah. You'll contact me soon, probably. You're like, Sarah, you ready to move? <laughs> Show are me you? what you got. Show me what you got. <laughs> wow. Interest rates are insane. Yes, I know. They are, but they're we've, coming down. We've talked about it because we're like, man, the value of our house has gone up so much. And I was like, but we can't afford our house now. <laughs> right. Right. So. Yeah. It's the prices have gone up so much in the interest rate. But there is a cool new loan program. It's totally off subject. <laughs> yeah. You tell know, us. A lot of people want their parents, right, to live with them or near them and you can't, they can't afford like a nursing home or anything like that. So typically that would be considered an investment property, 20% down. But now like say you wanted to add on to your backyard and put your parents back there or buy a house next to you for your parents, you can do that with 5% down instead of Mm. 20%. I think it's awesome because people can't afford what they could afford before. So it's kind of cool. But yeah, interest rates are crazy price, but it's leveling out. So slowly getting more inventory. The rates will go down, but the prices will still go up. So people should buy now and refinance later. The intent of that to get people to purchase for their parents, or is it because they know they may not live there Um, very long? I think the intent is to increase the market because people have stopped buying. Gotcha. Because they can't afford the interest rate. Or like you said, a $200,000 house two years ago is now four hundred and fifty. dollars yeah. So they can't afford it. So they're trying to find dwelling and different ways for people to kind of keep investing in the real estate market. So, But it's definitely worth buying now and refinancing later because in two years, the prices are only going to be higher, you know. Especially so. in this area. with mm-hmm. um, Your market out here is crazy too because you guys still don't have, you still have under one month supply of inventory in Moore County. We're almost at three months over in where I work in the Cumberland County area. So your price is like doubled, tripled out here. There's almost no affordable housing out here. So yeah, people have been moving to Rayford and other areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pushing people. Yep out that way yeah oh yeah i'm glad we did finally buy house number 17 (laughs) (laughs) but every investment you made was brilliant oh thanks seriously i thought it was smart how we did it every every investment was brilliant yeah like we bought one house and it wasn't finished and so it had what eight nine hundred square feet upstairs unfinished Mm -hmm. and i was i didn't I mean, I liked the house, but I bought it for the investment because I was like, we could finish this and then sell it, which we did. And then the other house that we bought after that, 
I don't, it wasn't, Carolina. yeah, no, but it was a good, you bought it a good time, a good price. You sold that main money. Right. And, and then, just kept rolling it yeah. over. And so, and then I'm glad we got the house we got now when we got it. Because yes. Even though we're like, man, that's kind of expensive and out of our budget, but now it's tripled in, yeah. in value. Yeah. So it's yeah. a good retirement plan, especially for like, for me, I have investment properties cause I don't have you know, I don't have a spouse mm-hmm. and I don't have like, so my investment properties are my retirement plans. So when you buy and hold, you just build equity. So mm, that's good. I don't have <laughs> a big retirement lump sum. See I'm saying? So when you go to retire, yeah. if you guys decide to live in an RV, you could sell that and have all your proceeds and then yeah. live off of that. So that's, I couldn't live in an RV. I, I had, couldn't either. I'd go freaking crazy. We had Josie start a retirement plan yeah. and I wish I would have been taught to do that yeah mm-hmm. younger mm-hmm. so all our all our kids are we had bank accounts when they turn two mm-hmm. and put all their birthday money christmas money yep everything because they don't know the value of stuff they're fine with like a five dollar right lego thing so they get 50 bucks we put you know 45 in the bank account mm-hmm. and let them go spend the five dollars on whatever yeah that makes them happy and then we're like oh and you have all of this because mm. they have no clue even ethan has no clue how much is in his bank account Oh, saving up for his car. So doesn't have a debit card. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. Madison cries every month. She pays her car insurance mm, and yeah. she had to pay for her car. She was like, now my bank account's so low. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, it does. That sucks. That's how it happens. Money back in it. Yeah. Well, yeah. and we don't tell our kids in advance either. So I won't let Ethan edit this. <laughs> I told him I was going to let him start editing our podcast, but I won't let uh, him edit this. Uh, uh, but we don't tell them in advance. We'll match whatever they put yeah. down. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have no clue. And then Josie knows, but she's not allowed to tell Ethan right. that mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do because we want them to save more than they're going to need. Yeah. And then we'll match yeah. it. So he'll have more of a cushion than yeah. he thinks. But then I'm also like, oh, man, he's saving up a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brandon, <laughs> I want to change our plan here. <laughs> That's funny. So, well, this was fun. It was yeah. fun. Thank you. I had a great us. time. Yeah. I guess I'll finish my seed drink now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Does not look good at all. I have right. to have it in a dark bottle. I don't think mm. I could look at it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I left my other shaker cup here last time. Did I you get it back? No, it's still here. I need to get it. It's clean. It's in a cupboard. We'll find <laughs> it. We'll find it downstairs. We'll find it right now. I'll yeah. get a darker one for next time so people won't be disgusted <laughs> by my <laughs> seeds. Great, great, great. Well, thank, thank you. you guys so much. Yeah, yeah. thank you. It All was right. a lot of fun. It was. Yeah. All right, bye. Bye. bye.